Ducky Girl, Chapter 6 After the meal, people still crowded around Rachel and the group. More questions kept coming and also they were telling their stories of how they came out and of the experience they had while out here. The men were telling Clem, Bert, and Dan about the good land to claim and many other clues and advice. When Clem told them that Preacher Paul was coming out in the spring and bringing a plow, shouts rang out again. While the men were having their discussion, the ladies also were giving advice to Rachel, Betsy, and Nancy. Nellie had more or less adopted the role of integrating these new people into the fort's life. She took them to an open area of the fort and said, You can pinch your tents here. All the dogs around here are friendly, and so you should not have a problem on that score. She also showed them where to get wood for their fires and where the necessaries were. Nellie mentioned that the morning meal would be shortly after daybreak and for them to be sure to join the rest of us. With that, Nellie left them to make their camp. The night was chilly and the events of the day drained of them of any extra energy. The men quickly had a fire going and then everyone began setting up the tents. The evening discussion was very short and the blankets were especially welcome. A quick prayer of thanks for their safety and quiet descended upon the group. Morning came very fast, and after camp chores were done, they headed for the eating hall. Again after the meal, everyone crowded around the new group and fired questions back and forth. Clem, Dan, and Bert were assigned a post to man the ramparts. While Rachel's gun would have been welcomed, it just didn't seem right to have a young girl for this job, although it was readily admitted that if an attack upon the fort was launched, she would be a very welcome defender. Rachel, Betsy, and Nancy joined the other women in the kitchen duties. When that was done, they helped caring for the many children. Rachel quickly found out that the children had no one to teach them. She discussed with the other mothers the need for children's education. During the discussion, it was determined that only two of the other mothers had any formal education at all, and that was limited. Since Rachel had considerable education for her mother, she proposed that she would teach these two women, and possibly two or three of the older boys, the basics of the subject during the period immediately after breakfast, and again during a short period immediately after the noon meal. Then these new teachers would in turn teach their group what they had just learned. They would repeat this the next day until the lessons were learned. Rachel felt that while this method was not a very good one, it was the only one they had available to them. While they did not expect either the teachers or the students to become proficient in any subject, they did hope that the children would get a start in education. Rachel devised strategies of mixing little games as aids in learning. This captured the students' attention and to some, learning was accomplished. 
just spent them teaching the teachers for an hour and then having them immediately teach their group what they had just learned in the next session extending this information a little further repeating as necessary seemed to work well rachel knew that staying on one subject too long would lose the interest of the student while moving on to a new subject too quickly was not productive for learning all in all it was a trick to balance out school subjects with play so that the interests of the students were kept high one of the major, major hurdles to this form of education was that neither the teachers nor the students had the ability to write and so they had to depend upon memory while the little groups were in session rachel was always close for answering questions of which there were many after each day's session rachel needed to plan for the next day she would work late into the night at her campfire to prepare for the next day After some months, our team was well integrated into the life of the fort. Nancy, with the help from Betsy, took care of most of the small medical needs of the people. These medical problems were primarily of the cuts and bruises type or were those that required a poultice of some kind of herbs, dressing, or ointments. There were also a number of colds and such like which required Nancy to remember her mother's training and so to mix and dispense special herbs. Nancy's skills were called upon each day and many times she had to improvise and sometimes even to invent a new way of treating the problem. For instance, when the man came back from patrol checking for Indians, there would sometimes be more than one man with a serious wound. Both she and Betsy worked hard to keep spirits up. Betsy was particularly good at this and often had the men laughing in spite of the pain. It didn't take long before these two girls were called nurses by the patients. As a matter of fact, the people in Boonesboro had a difficult time in remembering how they got along before Betsy and Nancy arrived. One day the men arrived after a foray to the field and brought with them a very old woman who had been severely wounded. She was an Indian woman. Clem said that her people had left her behind because she was too weak and injured to keep up with the clan who had to leave fast. Clem said, when we found her, we just couldn't leave her. So we rigged a basket, which I could carry on the horse in front of me. The straps of the basket looped around my upper body so that the shock of the horse walking wouldn't hurt her anymore. I didn't think she would make it, but I had to try. This became a new problem for Nancy, and she worried about it, knowing that nothing might help. The old woman was too weak to chew any food, so Nancy set about making a broth really a tea fortified with meat to feed her. Betsy took on the task of holding the old woman in her lap, cradling her head, 
so that Betsy could get a spoonful of tea into her. Though the old woman could not speak a word in Betsy's language, her eyes said thank you and swallowed the tea with difficulty. When she had had enough, Betsy would wrap her in a blanket and softly sing to her to sleep as if she were a baby. This went on for a great number of days until the old woman gained enough strength to be able to sit and stand on her own. As her body gained strength, her eyes followed Nancy and Betsy and when they nursed the children and others. One day as she watched Nancy stir up a drink to give to a child with a high fever, she slapped her thigh to get attention. When Nancy looked over to see what she was doing, the old woman shook her head, no. Nancy came over and by sign, sign language asked, what or why? The old woman used sign language to explain what she wanted, but Nancy could not figure it out. She called Betsy over and explained the situation. Betsy then pointed to the child and then to the woman, giving her a quizzical look with her hands in the air and a shrug of the shoulders. The old woman stood up and shuffled to the shelf where Nancy had her herbs. She pointed to one jar and smelled it, nodding her head yes. She also pointed to a small cooking pot and indicated that this herb should be heated. Both Nancy and Betsy looked at each other and was not sure about giving this child this concoction. The old woman saw this and understood their concern, so she took the herb, ground it up, added a little water, heated it and drank some herself, in effect showing that it was safe. Nancy said to Betsy, this old Indian woman probably knows more about herbs and healing than any of us. So she gave some of this concoction to the child and was amazed to see how quick the fever left. In the days that followed, there were many times when the old woman would show Nancy and Betsy different herbs to use in different situations. Both girls were eager to learn from her and treated her with respect. In turn, the old woman treated Betsy and Nancy as if they were her own children. The mutual respect turned into love between these three people. Rachel saw this developing and couldn't be more happy. <laughs> 